pregnancy forced me for nine months, three times over, to seriously take it down a notch and to just go with whatever's going to happen to my body. So that was a hugely humbling experience for me. And I think it's also what gives me huge empathy for people either starting from scratch who've never trained before and who now want to start um, or postpartum moms or coming back from injury. I have huge empathy and compassion because I know what it's like. And once, once you do that first workout or first run after having a baby, God, you know about it. <laughs> Today I'm chatting to Ash Iovino, aka Fit Mom. Now, just a quick reminder, I'm not qualified as a health or fitness expert. I'm purely passionate about finding out what works for my body at different stages of my life. And more specifically, I'm interested in optimal living. Looking physically better is definitely a bonus, I'm not going to lie. But what gives me energy, drive and motivation in all aspects of my life is feeling strong and healthy which is why I sat down with Ash to hear more about her approach to healthy living, how she coaches hundreds of women to lose weight and get stronger, and getting her insights into the unhealthy dieting culture and extreme restrictions. Ash is a certified personal trainer who created Fit Mom Community over seven years ago to offer women sustainable health and fitness resources and support that will transform their lives for the better. As a mom of three, Ash is incredibly inspiring and pretty badass if you ask me. As she approaches her 40s, her body is stronger than ever before and she continues to coach hundreds of ambitious women seeking healthier and happier lives through her Fit Mom app, her Fit Mom Forever one-on-one coaching and her most recent offering, the Fit Mom Strong Challenge, which disclaimer, it ain't just for the moms out there. Hence why I'm also going to be taking part. If you're interested in knowing more about the Fit Mom Strong Challenge, which is Asha's biggest program yet, then head on over to fitmom.online or ash underscore fitmom on Instagram and join the challenge starting 5 September. Now, if you by any chance are listening to this episode after the 5th of September, Don't worry, Ash has some epic programs and challenges lined up. So best you go and subscribe to her email list and so that you do not miss out on what's to come. Okay, enough of the chit-chat. Let's get in to today's episode, which is one of two episodes that I've recorded with Ash. So this is going to be the first episode that I'm actually, or the first, um, not just episode, but like publicly speaking about weight loss. And it, I'm going to be honest, it's something that like I've always tended to avoid just because it is so sensitive. And it's something that obviously I'm not trained in as a nutritionist or within the fitness world. I've just got a passion for sort of wellness. And even... Yeah. Even since running Wellness in the City with Nick, like we've run it for seven years and we've never actually spoken about like specifically weight loss. It was always the, mm. so I'm really intrigued to get into this <laughs> and hope, I hope yeah. we don't piss off too many people. I think it's a serious pain point, which is sad because it's so, um, yeah, it's so, it all goes back to kind of, diet culture and just the the things that our grannies and our aunts and our moms believed and it's just sad because at the end of the day it's simple but it's not easy and I think that's 
that's the bottom line. Um, so it's all just about education. And once you have the tools um, and support to pull it all together, then it can, it can happen. But it's a yeah. journey. Yeah, hundreds. How would you say now, and I know this is something you and I have spoken about quite a bit, is how would you say, talking about our, our grannies and all those, those, oh, I still remember the books that my mom had of dieting, of like, and my dad, this, those, what are you, the cabbage soup um, diet, and then like the Atkins diet. There's so many of them. But how would you say, personally, as your sort of um, journey tr- changed? so much and that you've seen such a well of late a dramatic change as as you head to your 40s what's been the biggest like movement or change within your relationship with like food exercise dieting so I was lucky enough to grow up um in a relatively balanced household um my mom placed a huge amount of emphasis on healthy wholesome food I am I was actually chatting to her the other day and one of my biggest childhood memories is our home always smelling of like stews and like delicious, healthy food. And um, so I kind of never, I never grew up with any kind of mindset of um, being fixated on weight loss or having to look a certain way. It was all about actually nourishing my body. And I'm usually grateful to my mom for that. Um, but I suppose as like I got more seriously into running, um, which was kind of in my late teens, early 20s, I did kind of realize the more I ran, you know, the more kind of in my head, the more calories I burned. So I suppose that my early 20s and then even into my 30s, my relationship with kind of exercise was kind of a calorie burning mentality. Um uh, I would never say that I completely punished myself like I had to go for a 20k run because I had a pizza on a Sunday. But um, there was definitely that mindset of, okay, Monday's a fresh start. Um, and I think more that was more just from like diet culture in general, just going to an all girls boarding school and like, okay, cool, Monday, fresh start, Monday, we clean eating. So it was more of a like a restrictive, like, okay, to look a certain way, you have to cut out like either food groups or all sugar um you can't have anything that you actually enjoy um because you you need to look a certain way or want to look a certain way um and then the more you run the better so in my 20s I never lifted a dumbbell I mean um never lifted a weight never really put I put my foot in the gym but I'd more like go to a spinning class or it was more cardio focused and if I did dabble in the weight section, it was like, I would do that circuit a few times. I didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, and that was kind of my twenties and um, ended up running comrades, absolutely overtrained and injured and should never have even stood at that start line. I was 26 and completely naive and stupid. Um, and I just look back and think like, what was I actually doing to my body? So damaging. Um, and I'm so lucky that I actually didn't walk away or, or I managed to or I basically crawled away but um with like long-term injuries so just almost like a lack of an awareness of respect for my body um that it's actually it's going to be with me for a long time hopefully and I'm going to need it so there was no awareness of how important strength was in my 20s 30s got quite heavily into hip training and still my running will always kind of be a constant just because it is like a therapy for me. But again, never seriously understood the importance of proper strength training. So yeah, um, 
I would say sort of maybe restrictive dieting, um, which often does lead to like a blowout or a binge. Mm. And then, um, and then, yeah, quite extreme hit workouts, like 60 minute hit workouts, um, long runs, um, and very little recovery. Um, and uh, as I head to 40 now, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to be pounding the road for 90 minutes a day, broken, unrested, um, and, and also not seeing any change in my body. Yeah. That's, uh, at the end of the day, yeah, I, I might feel fit. I might be able to run a marathon, but zero change in aesthetically how I look, which, which is also important. I do want to like, look a certain way. I mean, otherwise, I feel like all of that is kind of wasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the journey. Okay, exactly. yeah, it's it's interesting, and I love chatting about about it with you because I felt I I followed a, a very similar road, and and just you saying like the boarding school influences, um, and also just me being predominantly in a female industry for so long. I think my um sort of focus on aesthetics came surprising me actually after school because I was in a co-ed yeah. school and my friendship group, um, we had a lot of guy friends, and we were and thank we didn't have Instagram and all, all the social media platforms because such, we weren't, a, such a disaster. Yeah. We weren't prancing around um, in our bikinis for photograph sh like shots. So I wouldn't say I was too self, uh, self-conscious in high school, but it came in my twenties, very similar to yeah. you started long distance running with my dad, noticed the connection with running and feeling really good it was a massive therapy for me um but then also just the the weight weight loss connection and just always feeling like slimmer when running um and that and that's it i think you in your 20s you can sort of get away with running four or five times a week mm. and maintaining a like a, a your kind of maintenance weight but yes. the older you get and with hormones and babies and whatever it may be that changes yeah, exactly. What would you say now that you've got, you've um, had three kids, you've gone through all of that, you've gone through the um, endurance stages of your life and having a different practice when it comes to like health and fitness, what would you tell like the younger 20-year-old Ash now in terms of advice for fitness and health? So it's like, it's a hard one because I think you, you have to identify why you're doing it. So obviously if your goal is to run comrades, you are going to need to be running more. But if you are just doing it purely to burn calories and you think it's going to give you the body of your dreams, then you're doing it wrong, hands down. And you can, you've got to have the courage because I think running, it's addictive. As we said, it makes you feel great. And it's like, it's a mental space as well. It's therapy. So if you are prepared to cut down your running, even just to twice a week um, and increase strength training, that is where the magic is going to happen. If your goal is to look toned, look lean, and be physically stronger, then hands down, prioritizing strength training is the way to do it. Um, it's not pounding the pavement, darling. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. I think it, and it's, I, it was very much the same as you when it came to gymming as well. In fact, my body's been never, never been this strong. Um, and aesthetically, actually, I'm now 35, and it just looks better than ever before because in my teens when I was or in my 20s when I was running we were also jawling so I also went through my phases of Heathrow injection and so <laughs> the, the, the running only helped so much but I always I, yeah. I often had that like 
belly fat and and those cheeks from and thinking I was healthy um and it's crazy to see how much has changed and I've run now in the past two years that we had COVID um I got COVID struggled to run and I was living up in Gauteng with so the combination with just recovering from COVID and altitude running I just started to yeah. run a hell of a lot less so my mental health took a massive effect because I didn't know for how long running was exactly. such a crutch for me for therapy. Um, and then that also sort of forced me into strength training and weight training, um, which I used to hate. I used to be 100% and I still am someone who can walk into the gym and if it's too packed in a certain area, I feel super self-conscious and I yeah. won't go go work out there. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's such like a a male dominated space like when I go into the weight section now I have a little bit more confidence now that I've been doing it for almost a year but in the beginning like it's uh, it was very intimidating and um now I see like women in that section and I almost want to like fist pump them yeah you go girl <laughs> I swear there's so many, there's so many more women yeah. in the weight section at the gyms yeah even the one in in Seapoint and you can just see and it's all in the like leg section Smith machines they're just like women now so it is really nice it's very comforting oh, that's so <laughs> so good to know but another thing also with the running in your 20s like you also like you you think that you can outrun your fork so I never, I know everyone always used to say 80-20 rule and, you know, abs are made in the kitchen and YouTube, but I never, I never placed as much emphasis on that as I did on my running. My running was everything and my diet was, I mean, as I said, I, I've always eaten well. I've never, I've never starved myself, but I didn't really have an idea as to what or why I should be eating what I, I mean I always just had salads because that's what my mom gave me and veggies because that's what I you know everyone knows veggies yeah. and fruit are good for you but I never had an idea of portion sizes and I just kind of winged it and um and then as I said like I, I probably I wouldn't I would be that girl who said no to an ice cream or no to the piece of cake because I kind of didn't know how to fit it into my life because I, I lacked the, the understanding yes and, and I think I think that's now the biggest key is just by educating yourself and having the understanding and being able to fuel your body correctly for the amount of energy you are expending, that is exactly the sweet spot. And why do you think your body's changed so much? So obviously we've spoken a bit more about like strength training and now when it comes to the nutrition part of it, because I, I know you speak and I know exactly what you're talking about and I follow your principles and what you teach. Yeah. So for anyone listening, like what is what what was that shift from a nutrition point of view that you saw the change and transformation in your physical like body? So I think one of the biggest myths, which I've just touched on, is that um, you can't gain weight if you're eating clean and the problem with that is that you can be eating just fruit veggie salad protein um healthy fats but you might be eating 3,000 calories a day of that and sure it might be like nourishing for your body but you are going to gain weight because you're in a calorie surplus so it, it's not rocket science. It's just a mathematical equation that once you know how your body works optimally and you can work out when you're at maintenance, so kind of the calories that you need to eat in order to not gain weight or lose weight, then you can calculate how much you need to eat in order to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight sustainably. 
So once you give yourself the parameters, um, you have more control over what you're putting in your mouth and then you will ultimately, you can lose weight if you put yourself into a sustainable calorie deficit. Um, I'm not sure if that answered your question. No, correctly. 100% does. And as you were saying, the first thing that came to mind is I've got a, um, a group of guy friends that they keep, whenever we have a braai or a social uh, gathering, they always um, sort of rip off Rocco and I um, and say like, oh, but you don't eat carbs. And I'm like, that is so old school mentality. Just because so we, yeah, just because whenever we've, I don't know. Okay, Rocco just has got really good genetics, but he's also very focused on like fitness. And so, yeah, like he can, he looks good all year round. And so the guys often rip him off for, for his six pack or whatever pack is underneath there. And um, the biggest thing that they always tell him is that he doesn't need carbs. Like, is like they say, oh, but you definitely don't need that, that at home. Yeah. And we're like, really? <laughs> and that's why, yeah. So it's such an old school mentality and it actually drives me mad. Um, also the whole like, because I'm very open. I love chocolate and I know what my, how to put myself in a calorie deficit. I know what my maintenance calories are. So if I want to build in a chocolate every day into my diary, my food diary, I do because I would rather have my Kit Kat or whatever it may be. Um, at the moment, actually, I've been having like ice lollies because um, of the heat. Uh, I would rather have that than get to the weekend and then have to mow down a whole slab or two slabs, which I've also been known to do in the past. Um, I would rather just enjoy it, build it into my day. Like I also think like we hear like health and nutrition and fitness is supposed to be enjoyable. It's supposed to enhance your life. It's not supposed to be this massive sacrifice where you hate every minute. And that's why people can't sustain what they usually then the next bad diet that they jump into because it's so unenjoyable. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. And, and as I said, no carbs and we're talking about old school mentality. I, we, of course, know there are people, there are a lot of people that believe in sort of rest, restricting their carb intake and, and keto and um, banting, whatever you call it. And yeah, intermittent, yeah. yeah, and intermittent fasting, all those different techniques that work for a lot of people. But I know what you practice is more of a holistic and balanced approach. And it it's... Yeah. Um, every sort of different healthy diet lifestyle can work for different people in different for whatever their needs are and, and for instance a lot of people um, maybe vegans or vegetarians etc but when it comes to like what you coach on you focus more on the balanced approach and calorie counting so for anyone that is listening who doesn't really necessarily know what calorie counting is can you explain it a bit and also debunk the myth that that's obsessing over calories and counting everything that gets put in your mouth because I'm, I'm sure some people may may have that perception yeah, so calorie counting is not a tool, something that you want to do for the rest of your life. Um, it's something you would do initially to educate yourself, a tool that you would use to understand macros, your macronutrients, so your protein, your carbs, your fats, to understand how those play out in different foods. Like, I mean, some people might eat a whole avo in their salad. Do you know how many calories that is? Do you know how much fat that is? So it's basically an educational tool so that you understand the caloric values of your macronutrients. And once you do understand that, you can move away from using an app to track because you can start, I think if you've done it for long enough, you can start kind of eyeballing food and guesstimating accurately or as accurately as possible. And then you don't need to use your calorie 
um, counting app. I use MyFitnessPal. I know there are a few apps out there, um, but I find MyFitnessPal to be great and it has a great database of kind of everything that you, you, you come across. Um, but it's just a tool you use to educate yourself and then you can move away from it and eat intuitively and flexibly from there on. Some people never want to move away from it. Some people will use it, love it, love the control that it's giving them um, and the understanding that it's giving them. Maybe they'll, they won't track, they'll go on holiday two weeks. I would advise not tracking on holiday for two weeks, come back, get back on it, track again. It just depends, but it's not something that I advise to do for the rest of your life. It's merely a tool to educate you so that when you do sign up with me and then eventually our journey comes to an end, you walk away understanding what you are putting in your mouth and why. You know, I don't slap you with a meal plan and say, okay, cool, this is what you need to eat. Because for all I know, you don't even like tuna or eggs or whatever I may put in the meal plan. So it allows you to eat according to your preferences and enjoy your food, but within a boundary of your calorie deficit so that you do see the results you're after. Mm. I must say, like, even personally, calorie counting, just the name in itself put me off a few years back when me I too. used to, yeah, when I used to hear that. And I also was very much like you used to run for the love of it and knew that because I was running, I could feel myself with a lot more. But aesthetically, I was still sitting with, like, I was unhappy with just being a healthy person, but having, like, belly fat like proper like belly fat and um that's when I took a deep dive in my hormones and then started to sort of educate myself especially when it comes to the calorie counting part and I'm not really good at it but my fitness fell what it did help me with and and why I suppose I thought I'd I'd didn't want to get into it was because I connected it with being obsessive with what you eat and I love that free reign of I don't need to know what I'm eating tonight. I'll I'll wing it according to what I feel like. But what I love, yeah. But what I love about that is, and having that tool is, it really does open up your eyes in going. Oh gosh, I'm complaining that I like my jeans are tight, especially when you come back from holiday or over winter period. It's so nice to get back into a balanced approach of healthy eating because having a tool like that because I also used to have the mentality and still do when you come back from holiday everything's a bit tighter feeling a bit more sluggish your immediate thinking goes clean eating cut out sugar no more alcohol no more this like being restrictive like your my mind just goes there and by having that's default for women totally um and just having that tool um that is so science-based to me it's like oh exactly like you said it's like it's not putting any food in a bad or a good category because your avo that you're eating may be more calories than the like chocolate that you're eating and like just putting that into perspective really or really is a great guide in in well losing fat and and being healthier Completely. And and that's not to say that I advocate having a chocolate over your ever. Because I I will outright say to all my clients, 90% of the time I want it to be wholesome, nutrient-dense food, fueling your body with with healthy food, but you a hundred percent can have your, your chocolate if you fit it into your calories. The the way you are going to lose weight is if you are in a calorie deficit. That is the number one way to lose weight. Even if you don't move at all, your body is still going to be burning 
And if you're in a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. Then obviously, moving more, targeting protein, strength training, all of that is going to just speed up the process. But number one is being in a calorie deficit. And as you say, it's science-based. There's nothing more to it. Yeah. If whenever I told myself it's more science-based, I also try to – I take the emotion out of health health and and weight loss. Um, And also when I was younger, I used to actually be more focused on this is a certain way I want to look. And I never – could attain it because I didn't really care that much about getting yeah. abs as much as I loved running because of how it made me feel. So, yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, when it comes, but also, what was I going to say? Um, I was going to say something about, um, as it comes to me, don't worry. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're not just, of course, talking about weight loss from, as we, uh, sorry, I do know what it was, I was going to say. Um, just about is calorie tracking for everyone. I would be very careful there though and put a disclaimer in to say that if you do have a history of an eating disorder, perhaps it's not for you because it can trigger or send somebody over to go completely obsessive about it. Maybe back to what, I mean, if someone, I, don't, I mean, I think you'll live with having an eating disorder forever. And if you kind of just maintaining your own balance without having to think about every single calorie, you probably still are. Then, then calorie tracking is probably not the right option for you. So I think that's why coaching is so personal is that I once I take on a client, I'll interview them first in terms of like to actually see what their journey has been. Why has this not worked for you in the past? Why are you signing up with me? What do you want to gain from it? And I need to like kind of look at every client individually to see if that is the right option. 100%. Um and because we're not just focusing on sort of weight loss and muscle building, um, what would you say, or let's chat about the impact um, personally for you, what that fitness and healthy eating has on your productivity, your mental health, your drive, um, and your sort of day-to-day living? Yeah, so I generally try and work out every morning. I try to get it done before the kids get up. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a little used to be a little annex now now it's been transformed into a fit mom studio at home with some basic weights which is kind of all you need and um it totally changes my day it makes me a better mom a better wife a better friend um I feel so productive I feel like when I don't train something's missing in my day it energizes me which is so counterintuitive and which when you're sitting kind of in quite a dark place and you're feeling unmotivated it's very hard to understand how it can energize you but if you so often people say, well, I'm not motivated, so I'm going to wait to feel motivated and then I'm going to go. Don't wait to feel motivated because motivation comes and goes. Action, motivation follows action. So if you get up and go, it will start that uh, cycle. So I just feel like, um, yeah, I'm a totally different person. If I don't train, if I'm sick for a week and I have to take a week off, God forbid, my poor husband, my poor children. Um, it's, it's, it's the most positive thing in my life um I absolutely love it it's I can hands down say that it saved me especially in my postpartum sleep deprived days um when you've had two hours of sleep and you've been breastfeeding through the night and you still get up and show up and even if it's a 20 minute something just that endorphin kick um yeah it's it's it really it really has a knock-on effect in every area of my life did you ever go through like big 
any did you ever throw because i've only known you to be into your exercises and exercise and fitness did you ever have a sort of stage where you went through a massive like low of like not exercising for a month or two or no um no and i think that's where there, there is one aspect where i do consider myself quite lucky a friend of friend of mine um we were actually chatting the other day and she's also always been into fitness and we've always kind of had that self-motivation um, or discipline more than anything to just get up and train, get up and run. And I'm quite lucky in that way because it is innate. It is, it is non-negotiable for me. It is a meeting with myself that I said every day, if I know I've got something on at 8 a.m., I wake up at 5 to train. Like I just make sure that I fit it into my day, come hello, high water. Um, but no, I would say that the reason that I'm now working in this space and why I started Fit Mom is because it has been a constant in my life since I was, sure, as long as I can remember. I mean, I first started playing hockey seriously at the age of 11 or 12. And I, I kind of then started running seriously, ran seriously at school, started half marathons. I've never had a patch. But pregnancy forced me for nine months, three times over, to seriously take it down a notch and to just go with whatever's going to happen to my body. So that was a hugely humbling experience for me and I think it's also what gives me huge empathy for people either starting from scratch who've never trained before and who now want to start um, or postpartum moms or coming back from injury I have huge empathy and compassion because I know what it's like and once once you do that first workout or first run after having a baby god you know about it <laughs> <laughs> i'm definitely going to come to you um, one day when i go through the process of having kids for sure um okay so just to so to wrap it all up before i get to the last question we've very much focused on what where you've seen your biggest transformation and the practices that you teach that focus more on strength training balance when it comes to strength and cardio um and then a big focus being on nutrition and calorie counting if there's um what i think we'll we'll save for the next episode is very much going into a bit more about sort of protein intake the importance of that um i've got so many friends that i talk to about that who yeah have never even heard of the benefits and and don't know how to calculate how much protein to have per day and i know both you and i've seen such amazing results from strength training um accompanied by by protein so we'll we'll tackle that and a couple of other sort of hot topics in another session but i think to end off if we can give any advice that you maybe have for people that are going that are really itching to live a healthier life maybe lose weight um maybe it's not just sort of aesthetics but it's more really wanting to feel motivated and feel confident in themselves and and wanting to live a a more healthier life but they may be in a bad relationship or in a bad space or have bad influences so it's hard for them to to know what the first next steps are what would you sort of yeah to simplify it what would you say to them on the next like one or two steps to take in order to get get them to a stage of living a more healthier life? Yeah, I think um, it can be so overwhelming to know where to start, especially within, on social media these days, being thrown a million different quick fixes and juice cleansers and all that BS, in my opinion. But I think people underestimate taking three or four key things in their life that they already do and just improving them by 1%. So compounding that interest 1% 
improving on, say, your knee to exercise, which is your step. So just moving your body more. Um, your water intake. Um, and then, yeah, I, I would definitely say working out how to get into a calorie deficit because that is the number one way that you're going to lose weight. But if you move more calorie deficit, drink more water. So say you chose those three things and just focus on doing those before you even put your foot in a gym. Um, that, that's going to compound over weeks and you are definitely going to see results. But yeah, it's just about showing up for yourself every day and, and, and changing that mind going to get this done and not focusing on cool I, I i'm i need to lose 20 kgs that's my goal 20 kgs is a year away so set up the systems now to get you to that goal but focus day by day on those systems that one percent improvement on three or four small things every day i love that that's a it's a good reminder in many aspects not just weight loss um not to focus on quick yeah. fixes yeah, I think, um, yeah, if, you, if you've got that quick fix, fix mentality, oh, I've got a holiday in six weeks and I'm going to starve myself. Cool, you might drop five kgs for your holiday, but you're going to get back and you're going to put on 10. Sorry, yeah. reality. And you're really going to have holiday blues afterwards. Be deep. Yeah, the, the spiral after that from mental health is also just as bad. I know, and, and I think that's also the first question I ask people who do kind of sign up is, is what have you done in the past and why didn't it work? And there's a reason why now you've come to me. So something's got to change. You can't revert straight back to, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to run five times a week with you, Ash. And then I'm going to starve myself and I'm going to cut out this. And I'm, that's not going to work with me because you've done that 10 times. So something's now really got to change. Something in your head has really got to change for this to work now. And so that you never have to sign up to another bullshit 21-day detox ever again. But if you want it to be long-term, something's got to properly change in your head and you've got to do it differently. Boom. That was a nice end off. I do have the recipe <laughs> for that. Love it. Well, thanks so much for your time today and then we'll have another session soon. Um, and thanks for sharing all your knowledge and your advice. And I'm looking forward to what's to come with FitMom. FitMom Strong. Boom. Yeah, I can't wait. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so cool chatting. Pleasure. Bye. Bye. Bye.